0: So this is something I just recently kind of thought about, but you know, the, so the animation with, uh, whenever Discovery does, it's like spore drive jumping. um, Black
1: alert. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where they go to black alert and then, you know, they show the ship and it like spins around itself really fast for some reason and then like drops and then they cut to wherever it's jumping to and it like kind of from the top of the frame, like drops down into frame. Yeah. Yeah. And... I guess well, first of all, like I don't know why they why it spins and like does that like do they feel that? I don't think they feel that, but I guess maybe it's like because of the gravity within the ship, whatever. Yeah,
1: I assume like the artificial gravity is yeah, because because whenever whenever something that I've noticed and you probably have too, I don't know, but something I've noticed they do this a lot on Voyager in particular, but like they actually kind of try to explain why like they. Even though they have artificial gravity on the ship, they still get like pushed around a lot when when things hit the ship. Where uh, a lot of times, like after they get hit, um, they uh, Harry Kim will say like that the inertial the inertial dampeners are, are offline, which I'm guessing, uh, okay. which I which I think means that like
0: is the like shock absorbers or whatever. It, yeah,
1: it's it's like the gra- it's like the gravity based shock absorbers basically. Yeah, where and so like as those fail, then like you're you know. You're you're starting to you're starting to like feel the effects of like real what you where you are relative to like what the ship is doing you know so okay. that, that would sense. be my my thought there um,
0: that makes sense yeah
1: I I have thought that though too
0: yeah <laughs> so. and but also just like I don't like if if all they're doing is like I mean I I guess we could get into like how the sport drive works but they're essentially like tapping into this like parallel dimension network of mushrooms yeah through space um <laughs> yep. And, like, I don't know why you have to spin to do that. And, but I feel like the whole, like, dropping out of and into frame, as soon as you, like, actually think about it doesn't make sense without, like, it only makes sense in the context of there being a camera. Like, it's oh, sure, one of those things sure. that, like, allows for, like, like it's a cool visual. I get, like, I, yes, I get why they do it. Like, it it looks super cool, because they do. They just, you know, like, they drop down, like, literally, like, out of the bottom of the frame, and then wherever they're going to, they drop from, from the top of the frame down into, like, the center of the frame. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, like, if you don't imagine, like, your vision being limited by a, like, camera frame, like, what is it? Where are they actually going? Like, how far do they actually drop? Do they just, like, drop and then disappear, I guess? And then like mm. appear and then drop, and then if that's the case, why does that happen instead of just disappearing and appearing? Like it doesn't make sense if there's not a sure, like sure. It, it's a visual like trick that looks cool on a screen, but like mm. would make zero sense in reality. If you like just yeah. saw it, you'd be like, well, why did they like move down somewhat before like not being visible anymore?
1: Cinemasins, uh, f- thirty things wrong with the Spore Drive on.
0: Oh, it's a Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. It, it does look cool, but you just have to not think about what's actually happening.
1: Yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, a show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard.
0: And I'm Brady Jungle.
1: And today we are talking about uh, the episode Into the Forest I Go, which is season one, episode nine of Discovery. This episode was written by uh, Bo Yeon Kim and Erica Lippold, and it's directed by Chris Byrne. Um, And the uh, memory alpha description is, Disobeying Starfleet's orders, Lorca plans to use the Spore Drive to discover the secret of the Klingon's cloaking device, destroy the sarcophagus, and lead the Federation to victory. Now, we were talking a little bit about this episode before we started recording, and how I think we're both dreading it a little bit, because not only do we not really like... Discovery that much. We also, especially, don't really like season one of Discovery very much. And since that's the only thing we've talked about on the show, we haven't talked about seasons two or three or, or four, of course, yet. And it, like, yeah, it feels like we're kind of a little bit running out of stuff to say. And we just don't want to be like negative, negative, negative. Especially because yeah. like, I think we've been pretty negative for the last like four episodes before this. Like we we just haven't watched just like, in general. Like, yeah, one we really yeah. liked for the last while, but. I will say actually bef- like that. A, I probably like this episode more than the Voyager episode we watched last time. Okay. But B, um I think this episode was okay when it wasn't about Ash Tyler's trauma. Like 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 th- whenever that was in on that was in the the episode like I felt like the episode just kind of like ground to a halt so you could show like Klingon boobs and torture mm-hmm. porn and just like a man being sad, but I thought that the actual what what the ship was doing, and I'd say also I, I, I also didn't really care very much about like the Stamets drama either, like we're, we're about about like what he's doing and how that's affecting his body.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but but I also just don't I don't really like Stamets either. I'd like, say like Stamets and Tyler are probably like my, my two favorite. least favorite. Are probably it's... my two least favorite like main cast members on Discovery. Yeah, which is like weird because I, I I like Hugh a lot, um, and so. I I was like seeing him around, but I just don't I don't like Samus very much. So the personal drama stuff I was not big on, but I actually thought that like the thing they were doing with the ship I was like oh this is like an actual pretty good Star Trek kind of makes sense from a pseudoscience perspective plot idea in a way that like a lot of the a lot of the start the Discovery stuff it didn't really seem like they have that in the episodes. So I don't know maybe we should focus more on that than on like the. Okay. The other stuff. I don't know how you felt about
0: that. Yeah, I mean, it's... I I felt it was kind of, like... And I I guess, especially, like, when you do kind of... It is one of those episodes that, I guess, possibly benefits from a second watch-through because you catch little, like, like, you can kind of catch things that they slipped in there that hint towards what the eventual reveal about Lorca ends up being. And, like, this episode, I think, make, like, what they're doing with the ship and that, I think, has more meaning because of that. Like, when you appreciate that it's all kind of part of this, like, like really, like, all of this is happening because Lorca is being, like, manipulative of his crew. And, like, in this episode, particularly Stamets to kind of get the information he needs to be able to do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, and so it's it it's that I feel like is a clever bit of like story writing of kind of coming up with this thing that does both of those things at once, like still allows them to figure out how to defeat the Klingons, but also allows Lorca to kind of progress in his story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, that's fair. I will give I don't generally give Discovery's writing very much credit, but I will give them credit for that.
1: Well, I I think I we said before on the show that like I think that Jason Isaacs' performance I think gets a lot, not that he's doing a bad job, but just I remember like being really irritated by Lorca the first time I watched the show because I was like, why is this guy such a jerk? And then watching it later, oh okay, that actually makes like a ton of sense. And it, it, then I, it's like okay that that the, like knowing like it, as much as I wouldn't like want to go back and watch Discovery season one again, it's like uh, one of these things. And where yet it's we like, are. Well.
0: <laughs> but it's, by it's this, like almost, i feel like by this point we've seen like half of it right
1: yeah it's something like that but but like i i almost like if someone i knew was going to watch it i'd almost say like want to spoil it for him because i'd be like it's actually more interesting to watch it if you know that this guy is bad uh than it is to just wonder why he's being bad
0: yeah you can catch that like because i feel like his he's very manipulative in this episode but in a very like smart way like he kind of knows exactly and it like, what, you know, because there's a few scenes in this episode where he's, like, kind of talking with Stamets um, and kind of knows exactly what to say to Stamets to get him to to go along with his plan. Yeah. Including, like, it's at, at one point, like, essentially tipping his hand, right? Like, he, he basically says, like, oh, well, there's a mirror universe out there. And, like, when we jump, like, we're figuring out potentially how to get there. Which, like, is very much just giving away what he wants, but is also, like, exactly what works on Stamets to like get excited about this and decide to do it
1: yeah now you take us in and we can yeah. kind of i honestly like don't even know if we should talk about like like the, like we can mention it like when it pops up but like suffice to say that they're like i think we've explained kind of like what ash tyler's deal is in the show in this point which is that he's like a he's actually a Klingon on those that, that was like brain like uh brainwashed and genetically altered to look like a human
0: yeah but also yeah but also like weirdly like surgically implanted into a human it's all it's because it's done in these like weird traumatic flashbacks it's unclear what exactly they did because they do show a lot of like bloody surgical tables and stuff like that yeah
1: because we actually do see the surgical tables this time i do have to ask myself like is this what they did to arn darwin like like is like is like the backstory of the trouble with troubles that like they had to torture Barry Waddle, like to to get him to look like that, <laughs> or or, or the, there's an episode too where like they change Kira into a Cardassian, and of course there's like the opposite. There's there's uh, Seska, where they change Seska into yeah. a Bajoran, where it's like is is like the. It, it's, it's like is like the backstory of all these characters that like they were brutally, where like they were like like they they you know arguably like rape, well not even arguably, but they they rape they rape <laughs> they, show, they show like Ash Tyler getting raped. Yeah, this, that may be.
0: Like, this that, that, that may be like also happened. I think. Yeah, it's like is, it's kind is, of is that I what did happened did to that. all these people? Yeah, but, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. torture technology improves in the next century or so.
1: Well, in the next ten years only is when triple. triple I guess yeah. Happens, I guess by the if so. you get
0: Barry Waddle, yeah. Yeah, but um. um oh, anyway, it's
1: so, like that. Hap- like, that. That happens, and there's just like multiple scenes where he's just like.
0: Yeah. Well, so basically, kind of his Ash Tyler's entire role in this episode is that he, when he, he and Burnham have to go onto a Klingon ship, and when where they do, he encounters Lorel, who was the captain of the ship that. Was the one who tortured him and did all this stuff, and just like seeing her, essentially sense, sets him into what Admiral Cornwall calls this like uh, acute shock stage of like incredibly severe PTSD. To the point where he's just like sitting there, kind of shaking in a corner, having these overwhelming flashbacks and almost di- completely disconnecting from reality because of it. And that's kind of just where he spends the episode—is like in a co- huddled in a corner, having these flashbacks. And yeah, and it happens because they sort of see Laurel, and, and that kind of triggers him.
1: And that that happens. And like yes. I don't even know if we need to say anything else about it. That, yeah. Uh, except for that, it happens. Yeah. And, and then. There's, like, a a, a a subplot that also I don't think really go- comes much into fruition here, because it's more of a thing that happens later on in the show. But, like, using the mycelial network so much has made Stamets kind of, like, sick. And then at the end of the episode...
0: Yeah, I guess by the end it like becomes a thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he's he been manipulated by Lorca to, like, do a bunch of jumps, and then he gets... Like, he 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 goes into, like, some kind of like a coma, basically. And then... Yeah then that that's also dealt with more in other episodes and there's there's a bunch of stuff in this one where like hugh his his boyfriend
0: is like yeah like trying to convince him to stop doing the jumps and and
1: you should have talked to me and, and it's just kind of like okay all right okay all right but like we've said it like and, and i just and i'm not mm-hmm. trying to be dismissive i'm just trying to say like let's not talk about it more because i don't want to just be like Bleh. like let's talk about like yeah. the interesting part of it, the, the, so. the,
0: the, yeah Um, So basically, and so the the setup for this episode is in the episode before this, they went to I forget exactly the details of why, but they they had gone to this this planet that in in like one of the better episodes of maybe like the second first or second best episode of season one.
1: Yeah, I was actually when I first saw the name of this episode, I thought that's the one we were doing. And I was like, yeah. Oh, like I, this episode's pretty good and then you were then you were like, No, 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 it's 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 not that's not the forest they're talking about. They're talking about the fungus forest. And I was yeah. Like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because they go to this this planet where kind of like all of the planet's life lives in this sort of like peace and harmony and like they have you know saru has a really good episode and essentially at the end of it they activate this transmitter on the planet that they think is will let them basically the, their whole goal has been to be able to detect the klingon cloaking devices um because kind of the big advantage that the klingons have had in this war is the is their cloaking technology and so basically they like activated this transmitter and then the the klingons arrived to try to, like, destroy it, to destroy this planet and destroy the transmitter. And so they're, like, trying to come up with a way to, first of all, like, defeat this Klingon-cloaked ship and also see if, like, by doing so they can get kind of whatever information they need to be able to provide to Starfleet so that they can detect Klingon ships even when they're cloaked. And the idea they come up with is if they place these transmitters on the Klingon ship and then use the spore drive to, like jump to a bunch of po- different positions around it, that they can sort of, you know, take readings from all those different positions in kind of like a sphere around the ship and use that to, I, I guess it's like, then they can kind of like tr- triangulate. Well, so it's, it's to allow them to, cause they, they say that like, there's sort of very small imperfections in the cloak. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if they can like kind of read those from every different angle,
1: yeah, they can sense the, the the imperfections and kind of like pick it up almost like by like radar or sonar. After that, like because they're like, okay, well, so if we read this as in, 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 uh, an imperfection in this way, then that means yeah. the ship is here, basically.
0: Yeah, and then they can so then that will allow them like in the future to know what they're looking for essentially to be able to find the Klingon ship even if it's cloaked. But what this in, able, in order to do this, the one thing they have to do is they have to have somebody on the Klingon ship actually like, place and set up these transmitters. And so that's what they send Ash, Tyler, and Burnham to the Klingon ship to go and do that. And then they also have to kind of very quickly make 130-something jumps all around the Klingon ship while the Klingon ship's trying to like attack them. And so they beam over Burnham and Tyler, who, as they're going through the ship, find this like prison cell where uh the admiral is who had been captured by the klingons and also admiral
1: corn cornwell i
0: think cornwell yeah um and then also Laurel is in there and that kind of sets off the whole ash thing and so burnham has to like basically like leave ash in there because he like just won't even move and she has to kind of go do the rest of the mission and then at the end, they'll beam them both back. Um, and so she goes to the Klingon bridge and sets up this transmitter and then kind of hides there with her little like universal translator listening to what the Klingons are saying. And while they're making all the jumps, it's like becoming like more and more kind of hard on Stamets and Hughes monitoring him. And I did make a note because at one point, they give him, <laughs> they give him Dijoxin, which is, so I feel like usually, like, it's it's a pretty common Star Trek thing to just, like, have fake medicine in the future, right? Like, anytime the yeah. doctors, they'll just, like, say, like, something that sounds like a medicine and they, like, administer it with a little hypospray and they're just like, ah, yes, and that's what, like, we need. But th- whereas digoxin is, like like, a real medicine in, like, current use, but also, like, even like right now we like hard, it's already like outdated like we hardly ever use it anymore <laughs> really now, that's weird. yeah and like some what is it? what is, is like, it for
1: energy. what was it for
0: it's a it, it's a like a antiarrhythmic so because they're like his heart's racing so fast it's a it uh, oh. essentially like slows down the heart rate or like if it's in a weird like rhythm loop or flutter or something like that we'll try to like kind of break that and like bring it down into more normal heart rate but we have like multiple other classes of medicine that do that same thing better and like less dangerously Um, like digoxin just has like a very bad profile of like side effects and toxicity and so it's very rarely used even now so it's weird that they're still using it in the future with like when they also have all these like fake drugs too oh that's weird uh, that's, a, that's, just, that's one
1: of the weirdest Brady <laughs> Little corners we've done so far.
0: Yeah, right? Weird little side note there. But anyways, then what ends up happening is that the Klingons decide to, you know, like, Discovery's, like, doing this, like, weird spore stuff. And so, like, we're just going to leave. And Burnham kind of hears them say this and knows that if they leave before all of the jumps are finished, then they won't have any of the information they need. And so she basically like stands up and challenges the leader of the klingons to a duel to like buy them more time and does so you know she finds out that like he is like carrying the badge of of captain Giorgio uh who was her her captain in that first battle when they like fought the klingons and was killed by the Takuvma who was the klingon like leader and then in that battle like Michael had killed Takuvma
1: I th- I think also that there's, it's not necessarily in this episode, but I think there is an implication in, in one of the many, like, season one of discovery in particular just like really going extreme like like i think that there is an implication that that, that she is eaten that, that they, they eat her
0: later like they after she did yeah it's, yeah at one point i think they do <laughs>
1: and then i think he and then he and then he kind of like it seems like references that again because he says that he uses her combat to like clean his teeth or something like that so cool you know cool stuff I, I would yeah. say that like that 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 like the revelation that they eat her corpse and the the torture stuff in this episode and the episode where they eat Mira Saru, like those those to me are like the the trifecta of
0: like bad taste just stuff like, that they turns you off. Yeah.
1: yeah that they do on on uh, season one of Discovery
0: yeah but yeah and so she stands up and being like I'm the one who killed Takuvma like think of how much honor you could get by. By beating me in a duel. And so she duels with him for a while to kind of buy them enough time. And then they eventually finish the jumps and she, like, you know, dramatically jumps, like, off of a ledge into a bottomless pit, like all ships have. And then they, like, <laughs> beam her out while she's falling and beam out Tyler and the Admiral. And then, kind of like, right as they're beaming out, Laurel sort of, like, runs over and grabs Tyler. So she gets beamed over to Discovery 2. for story reasons and then because now they can detect the cloak uh and because like and this is something that's pretty well i feel like established in star trek is that while a ship is cloaked its shields aren't active and it can't use its weapons and then like if they want to like use the weapons they have to uncloak and so they cloak but discovery knows where they are and so is able to like fire photon torpedoes at them that destroy the ship Yeah.
1: And, 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 like, specifically, like, this is the thing that I think is, like, fun about this episode is that, like, a lot of the accoutrement, like, that goes with it, and even, like, some of the stuff that happens during it, like, not always, like, my favorite stuff, but, like, at the very basic level, I think that, like, them figuring out how to, to, like, find the ship, like, them figuring out, like, a scientific way to find the ship that, that involves, like, this really cool image of just, like, the ship, like, beaming in and out, like, all over the place... And then, and then at the end, like then they blow the sky up, and you see, and you see like the, the the torpedoes coming into the to like on the ship, like from the inside of the Klingon ship, and you see like the guy yelling, like Arr! you know, and it's like that's that that stuff is like satisfying to me, like and even like that they have to get onto the ship to like set the stuff is like that's a very it's like a very cool like Star Trek y thing, and yeah, you know like- again I could I could take or leave like the, I I could I could have done without like Tyler getting PS, PSTD or. Uh, PTSD there, P-S-T-D. Uh, PTSD. But um, the I don't know, like 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 that all I think like that's it's doing the work I think in that in that regard for me. Um, yeah. So where I, I say like in the last episode we watched like I I didn't really feel like there was very much that was like doing doing the I wasn't getting like the the baseline like what I want out of a Star Trek episode out of it in in really any capacity. So yeah. Um, other than. Than, uh, speaking of trouble with troubles other 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 than Kess's head looking like a trouble. Um, sure that that was about it for for me. So yeah, I liked that part of it. Um, and then the episode goes on after that for a bit.
0: yeah, and then it's just kind of basically kind of the the end is setting up where we go from here, which is that basically Lorca kind of analyzes this data they that they had gotten because while they were doing, you know, getting the data from the from doing all these jumps on the Klingon ship, he was also kind of collecting his own data because, you know, he doing jumps through the mycelial network kind of basically what he has figured out is that I guess spoilers, which I think this is all stuff that we've gotten into in other episodes we've done, but that we
1: talked we talked about the series finale on the show, so I think with with Nicole and Caitlin, so I think we did explain pretty much everything that happened. And we did
0: the other like mirror universe episode. um, Yeah. But basically that like Lorca is secretly from the mirror universe and is trying to get back there. And so he's figured out that, like, the mycelial network not only, like, connects all of space within this universe, but also, like, connects with other, like, parallel universes, too. And so he's been kind of collecting all this data from doing the jumps to figure out how to use the spore drive to jump to the mirror universe. And so he kind of has another scene where he sort of, like, does this manipulative thing with Stamets. It's just like, oh, like, you know, we'll... We, Like they've asked us to come back to Earth, and we'll just take the warp drive. It's fine. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And Stamets is like, no, I'll I'll use this warp drive one more time and do another jump, and then you know, basically gives the whole like cop being two weeks away from retirement. I
1: was just gonna say that where he's just like he see he gives a speech to Stamets or to Culver where he's like, after this we're not gonna I'm not even gonna do this anymore. You know, we're gonna like do some fun. You know, we'll we'll like whatever, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll go do, see, we'll, we'll see we'll an sit. opera together. And, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: chill on a beach for weeks yeah. at a time, and yeah. Um, uh, and so, and then, kind of, they're setting up to do this last jump, and Lorca says this kind of sinister, like, let's go home thing, which he then yeah. later realized what he meant. And then, like, kind of secretly at his captain's desk, like, inputs, like, different coordinates to jump to.
1: He kind of has, like, one of those things that Kirk has on on his chair, where it's, like, the <laughs> kill a guy button like but it's (laughs) for go to the mirror universe
0: (laughs) right red alert yellow alert shoot my rival into space go to the mirror universe those are the the four buttons Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like how much mileage we've gotten out of that (laughs) it's it's very
1: it's very funny it's it's just a very funny thing to have on his uh, one of uh, there are three buttons
0: on his chair (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's one of them yep
1: but it's, I mean, like, he the, the, he puts, the the thing that Lorca's doing is, like, in the same spot on the chair, too, is what we're saying. Yeah, like, a,
0: it, he has, like, a little, like, touchpad on, like, the armrest of his chair. Yeah. And then they kind of, like, make this jump, and Stamets goes into a coma, and then they're all kind of looking around being like, we don't know where we are, like, we should be at the starbase, but no one knows where we are, and it's dramatic, and zooms out, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, and...
1: And that, that's that's what happens. But yeah, I mean, there's not, like, I don't think, like, a huge, like, thematic resonance. Like, like I said, I feel like we've already kind of talked about, like, most of the stuff. Like, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think that Jason Isaacs and, like, the, the, the Lorca stuff is, like, the manipulation is, like, pretty well done.
0: Yeah, although I, I do agree with you that, like, it probably would have been better if they, like, even if just, like, if we, the audience, knew that, like, what was going on Yeah. earlier. Because I like, especially like this episode, like all the stuff he's doing, I feel like you don't really understand or appreciate until you know, right, right, why he's doing and like, yeah, I feel like if it weren't for this, like, I don't know that I ever would have gone back and watched this episode after season, the rest of season one.
1: I've seen the whole season. I've seen the whole thing twice because I I watched it. As it came out the first time, I did not really like it, and this this is like you know years before we started doing the show. And then later on, I was like, ah, I should watch. I, this 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 might have been after we started watching the show. I think it was that I was like, I should probably watch all this stuff. And I kind of, this is kind of as I was kind of reconciling myself with the my kind of idea that I was going to watch all Star Trek stuff. And so then I rewatched it again to remember. So I have all, I've seen all of it twice and. Yeah, it was not super pleasant either time, but I did I did definitely like like that stuff more the second time I watched it, and even like the stuff like even though I knew he was bad, I was like the 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 thing at the beginning where he's they get called back to 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 like Starfleet headquarters, and he's like, all right, well we're gonna go back. On warp instead of on sport drive because we don't have any intention of actually going back. And he kind of like says to Stamets like, "Hey, there's something wrong with the sport drive, right?" Wink, wink, wink. And and it's yeah. like that. Like I still like kind of made me like him where I was like, "Yeah, like that's something like that a real like like a yeah, real you Starfleet see captain
0: something like that, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, for, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get that. That part I agree. We're like, you know, like well, we will get back to like we will do what we told Starfleet we we were going to do. Like we'll still arrive. There, when we said we would. It's just that, like, in the meantime, who knows what'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Although, then that does set up that, that kind of, like, then he's just like, okay, well, in order to, like, keep the paper trail, Stamets, you have to, like, go down to Sick Bay and get, like, a bunch of testing done, which Stamets knows then means that, like, Hugh will find out what's actually been happening to him with doing the jumps and stuff. Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so, not, not, not like, not, not the worst episode of of Discovery we've watched. I think for me for me that's still the the one where they eat uh, Saru. But uh, yeah, not my favorite. But I don't know. If we need to belabor that point anymore. Do you do you have anything else you wanna you wanna talk about?
0: On no, this, for this one? I don't think so. I okay. will say. So I was just kind of like flipping through the uh, the Memory Alpha article, mm-hmm. which does include the line: "Neither Mary Chiefo nor Shazad Latif had done an alien sex scene ever before." <laughs> Which like I good for them I guess. Like I I don't <laughs> I'm imagining like I don't know how many of those there are yeah. in in like most people's acting resumes, but
1: yeah, I was just saying I'm imagining that like on the back of somebody's headshots where they're like, Alright, has experience with like stage stage combat, um singing and yeah. alien, alien alien sex scenes. <laughs> alien strange. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> What a weird thing. That's, that's so funny. It would be weirder if they had had experience with it. Like if they were. Yeah,
0: right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, the, the one other thing that I, I think is, is probably, a, and I'm trying to remember the chronology of kind of like what happens with Admiral Cornwell's character, because I know yeah. she's been in the series before this, uh, but they kind of talk about it a little bit in this, is I, I do think it's like a cool thing that they did with her her character of that sort of demonstrating that and this has been a thing throughout Star Trek, that people can sort of, like, rise through the ranks from any kind of, like, original job. Because yeah. she was, I think, a ship's... She was a ship's counselor or, like, an actual, like, like psychiatrist or whatever the future equivalent is. Yeah. Like, it's established that, like, sort of before she became a captain and then an admiral, like, that's what her background was. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was, is, like, a cool thing to show that, like, you know, that someone like Deanna Troy could eventually, like kind of go up through the ranks and become, like, one of the top admirals in in the fleet. Because they've done that with, like, you know, like, Janeway used to be an engineer and stuff like that, where, like, people kind of, like, have their, sort of, like, what their job was before they got into, like, command.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think actually, I think that's actually kind of a callback a little bit to TNG, because there is an episode toward the end of TNG where Deanna does decide that she's going to start taking command training, uh, if, if I recall correctly. And and like, I think she's like talking to, she's talking to uh, to to Beverly about it, and Beverly's like, oh yeah, yeah, I have that, just in case, you know, like, just yeah. in case I would want to do that here. So yeah, that is, that is cool. Yeah. I, I like that, because that's not really, I am probably should be talking to my butt about this, but like, I don't think that's really actually how like, the military works, really. Like there's, I think there, at least, at least there used to be, and I think there still kind of is like, like, there's, like, a division between, like...
0: Yeah, like, enlisted and officers. Yeah, that I think for, like, probably, like, kind of in... Like, there can be cases. Again, I also don't actually know. But, yeah. like, there can be cl- cases where, like, you know, if you, like, can go from, like, being an enlisted men to, like, into officer training and that. But it's also, like, I think a lot of people, like, when they, like, will just sort of, like, start out on a track training for, like, an officer role.
1: Yeah. Um... It's rare, I think, that you go from, like, private to, to general. Yeah, it's like somebody being a
0: general. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's also just one of those things that is, I think, go- going all the way back to TNG is very cool of just, like, the degree of importance that, like, the ship's counselor had on the ship. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> starting to watch season four now of Discovery, and it was also kind of the case in season three of that ship really does need a ship's counselor. And it's kind of unfair that, like, Hugh, who is the ship's doctor, has to... Kind of pretend to be it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about that. I, like especially in I,
0: season four when they're back, like associated with Starfleet. Like, why wouldn't they be assigned ships counselor to like round out their? their
1: yeah, they've complement. all been through. They've all been through some pretty bad stuff too. You know. Um, yeah. I, I. You're. You're ahead of me on on that show right now. I only watched the first couple episodes this year so far, but um. Yeah, I. That that yeah, I did think that though. Like that that one scene where, where I think Tilly is like. Basically like just straight up says like can I you can I come talk to you for like a counseling session? And he's like, oh, Yeah, yeah like sure.
0: basically like ask for like the... a psychiatric appointment with
1: and I was like, Why is that your job? Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. But... Yeah, they really should have a, a counselor. hmm As should we all. Yeah, right.
1: Alright, well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh we come out every other week. Um now I know we've 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 had a little bit of a negative run here, but I think the next episode, I don't know if I would say we like love it, love it, but like I think a pretty a pretty fun episode overall, and it's an Enterprise episode too, so all the better. Um, getting getting positive about a show we're not super usually super big on in the, uh, in this in in this podcast. So uh, next time we're going to be talking about uh, the it's I believe it's pronounced the Enar, although it's spelled A E N A R, and it is uh, season four episode fourteen of Enterprise. I think our first ever uh, season four episode of Enterprise actually. So. Oh, nice. Yep, yeah, we we're talking about that. And, um, you know, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can email us at out contracts at gmail.com. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com or you can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Contracts is spelled C O N T R E K S. Uh, you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's uh, here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. And there's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. So uh, check any of those folks out, and we'll see you later. Thanks.
0: Thanks, everybody.
1: Bye.